We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome into the Soft Verbal Podcast presented by The College Corner. I'm Neil McCready. Zach Barry with me here today as well. We're going to be talking quarterbacks mostly on this uh, podcast. We'll also take some questions from the fine people at rebelgrove.com. You'll be able to see Zach in just a moment because I'm about to punch him up. There he is. There's Zach Barry. We'll be with you for about 45, 50 minutes or so. It's a busy day at MPW Digital Got a lot coming to you the rest of the day after Zach and I get finished. We have the MPW Digital pregame show previewing Ole Miss and Tulane on Saturday night. And then uh, Chase Parham and I will have hand-raised guys this evening as well, which will also serve as the Friday Oxford Exxon podcast. So before we get to all of that, I want to tell you first and foremost that we're brought to you by the College Corner. It's your one-stop Rebel Shop. Two locations in the Jackson area in Ridgeland. The College Corner is next to Fleet Feet in Flowood. It's next to Half Shell. If you don't live in Jackson, it's okay. Go to collegecornerstore.com. Collegecornerstore.com. Plus, you can find them on Facebook and Instagram. Whether you're tailgating in Oxford or homegating with friends and family, the College Corner has you covered for game day with the largest selection of Rebel gear in central Mississippi. I'm coming to you from uh, Clark Ford Studios, Clark Ford's in Amory, Mississippi, 662-257-1900 is that number. Call it. Ask for Corey Clark. Tell Corey what Ford product you're looking for. He'll send you a quote within 15 minutes in business hours. Right to the bottom line. No hassle. No haggle. You get your quote. The rest is completely up to you. You can shop it around. You can do what I've done. What I recommend that you do, and that's hop into a Clark Ford today. 662-257-1900. I've been telling you uh, for a while about Muddy Water Camo. MuddyWaterOutdoors.com is the website. Go there. It's going to be. Uh, it's going to start cooling off soon. You know how this works. You've lived here long enough. Uh, it's going to be hunting season. You want to uh, make sure that you've got all of the latest camo gear. You can get that at MuddyWaterOutdoors.com. Enter the promo code RebelGrove. Get thirty-five percent off your order. Whether it's the uh, the latest in camo gear. They sent me some of that. It is pretty cool. I'm not even a hunter. They've got the Muddy Water uh, Lady camo gear out as well. And then don't forget about, uh, I know it's hard to think about it this time of year, but the heated jackets, the heated vest with the uh, MyCharge portal, portable battery charger and the Tri-Zone heated jackets and vest. Uh, they're at Muddy Water Camo, MuddyWaterOutdoors.com. Zach, how are you? Neil, I'm doing uh, as as bad as as bad as well as you can after uh, a pretty brutal week two. It was uh, it was not kind. No, I'll freely admit you it, struggled. It was bad. You struggled. You did. You you you, you know you it, had a 
you had a you had a rough week. I think Zach was putting it, out. Uh, people are saying Zach's multitasking. I sent Zach the link and I said, "Hey, put this on the site and put this at, at uh, on on Twitter." So he was doing that while I was getting us started on the show. Yeah, doing that, um, and then you know the joys of uh, recruiting. Um, one of my recent favorite uh, things that I've discovered in uh, conversing with sixteen, seventeen year olds is that uh, you send them a text on Saturday, Sunday, and then they uh, wait to respond to you on like Thursday. Um, so got some responses about the game last week trickling in. Um, <laughs> I, w- I will say, I, I don't know if he's listening to the show, but shout out to uh, Preston Cushman, the uh, 2022 commit. He actually texted me last night and was just basically like, hey, man, I don't know what happened. I saw your text and I completely forgot to respond. And he I put it on, I put it in the chicks last night, but he responded and uh, he's officially visiting this weekend. So um you know, it happens. Kids are kids are busy doing what they do. Okay, um, so Cushman's coming this weekend. Justin Martin's coming this weekend. Is that right? Who else is? Yeah, both. Who both else is officially visiting? visiting? Anybody? Those two are the official visitors. Yes, those are the only two football that I know of right now. Um, and I'm pulling up the visit list now. Uh, for those that are unaware, you can look this up on the uh, site at rebelgrove.com, the recruiting tab at the top. It's a drop down, and you can go to uh, visit dates. Um, it looks like, yeah, Stone Blanton's in town this weekend. Look, I, look, we, we've talked about it on the, on the board plenty. We've talked about it on here plenty. I, I still think he ends up at Mississippi State, but the, the communication, and he continues to show up in Oxford. So I'm not saying that – Ole Miss is going to get him. I still think he ends up at Mississippi State. But for now, we discussed it last week, Neil. If it if it walks like a duck, if it talks like a duck, it it might just be a duck. I, we'll see. He continues to talk to DJ Durkin. He continues to talk to Chris Partridge, and he continues to visit. So he will be in town. Um, well, it's like the kid that's committed to Miami that everybody keeps saying he's going to flip, he's going to flip, he's going to flip, and he keeps posting stuff about Miami and talking about Miami and recruiting for Miami and and and. At some point, you have to go. Hey, you know what? Maybe, just maybe, he's pretty interested in Miami. And and the the you know, I mean, I, I know that's that's a novel concept, but that's what it sounds like. I mean, if you know, as as uh, when I noticed when my kids kept wanting to go back to the same place, that usually was a sign that they liked it. Um, and, and the same thing holds with Stone Blanton, the fact that he keeps coming to Oxford and taking trips and talking to people and that kind of thing. You can't just completely dis- disregard the the possibility that he's doing that because he likes it. Yeah, I mean, like I say it all the time, you follow the visits in recruiting. That's the main thing. Just keep track of where prospects visit because that is especially unofficial because that's on their own. They are driving somewhere, flying somewhere on their own dime, going to see a place. They're not being courted officially. They're not getting the whole tour, song and dance, all that. They're going to see a game, buy a ticket, and – to take in the experience on their own. Um, so that's, yeah, I mean, Kamari Rogers right now, I mean, I, I think Ole Miss is certainly behind and then some. He seems to be pretty set with Miami. Now it's only, you know, September 16th. Things can obviously change. Sure. But, um, but yeah, I mean, the Stone Blanton thing is very interesting because um, he's been very consistent when he talks with me about his recruitment. He says, football is going to lead my recruitment. He's an excellent baseball player. 
Um, you know, he's quote unquote committed to Mississippi State for baseball, but he has said that he is going to try to play both and football will lead that recruitment. So um, it, it seems to be a three team race. He really likes South Carolina. Um, he really likes Shane Beamer. He had a really good time up there in Columbia when he went on his official. Um, so I think it's it's the Gamecocks, it's the Bulldogs and it's and it's Ole Miss. So he will be in town. So who knows? We'll see. All right, so let's talk quarterbacks. Justin Martin, the quarterback prospect from California who's committed to the Cal Bears. You said, it might have been last week, I'll be honest, I've done so many podcasts in the past three weeks that I, I can't remember what podcast something was on. But you said, hey, if, if he makes the trip to Ole Miss for an official look out, well, he's coming. Let's assume for the sake of this podcast that he makes the trip. If he indeed makes the official visit, how how much do you anticipate that changing things do you still believe that means that he's about to flip you know it's an official visit so the school is is footing the bill but how committed are you when you're taking a cross-country trip for a game to another school now not fully yeah i mean i and look i you know do your thing man if you want to take all five visits and stay committed to a school yeah that's cool Um, but I don't know. I mean, it it could very well mean something. I mean, I think that he is very interested in what Kiffin and Levy are doing offensively. He had a great time at the camp. He spoke incredibly high of Oxford. Him and his dad loved it. Um, it's been a pretty common theme with a lot of the, you know, football and basketball. All the kids that I talk to say the people in Oxford around this campus, around the town are, are always super nice, super friendly. Um, he said that that really caught his eye. He, went to a baseball game with Matt Corral, walked around, got to experience the whole aura of being a starting quarterback in the SEC and how you're treated. I mean, look, I think, and we'll probably get into it here in a minute, I think the offer that was extended to Devin Brown yesterday is probably in some way tied into Justin Martin. So fill people in on who Devin Brown is and why you think that's tied. So Devin Brown, uh, 2022 prospect, four stars, a top 100 uh, player in the country committed to Southern Cal. Um, obviously, Clay Helton's can this week. Um, people start immediately reaching out to Devin Brown. He's uh, from Draper, Utah, outside of Salt Lake City. He goes to Corner Canyon, really good high school football program. Their quarterback last year, um, probably one of the better names that I've encountered in covering recruiting, Jackson Dart, um, which is a great quarterback name. He's at Southern Cal now. Um, He's a really big fan of Graham Harrell and, uh, you know, Clay Helton, too. He, he talked with Adam Gorney this week after Clay Helton was fired and said, you know, Clay Helton was great to him and his family. He really is still interested in Southern Cal. He talked about the the honor of playing quarterback at Southern Cal because they've certainly had some really good ones over the years. And he um, he says for now he's still committed. But, you know, the quote when he talked with Adam Gorney was, you know, hey, you never know these things always are, you know, moving pieces with, with coaches leaving, getting fired, all of that. Um, but Ole Miss reached out and offered him. Uh, UCLA followed up after that, too. Um, I think, and this is just my opinion, this is not, not sourced. Me and Neil talked about it earlier. I think Ole Miss offered him as kind of a, you know, a little, a little, little bell to ring in Justin Martin's ear. Like, hey, man, like, We'd love to have you, but if if, if you're sticking with Cal, we're, we might move on and, and start talking to Mr. Brown over here. Um, 
So that was kind of my thought process when the offer was extended. Now it could just be, he's a really good prospect and they like him. And with the uncertainty at head coach at, at USC that they're reaching out and doing their due diligence. Um, that's how recruiting goes. But I think it's tied in, Hey, you come in town officially. If you want to flip awesome. Cause he's been their number one guy on their board this yeah. entire cycle. Um, if I think if they can flip him, they will, uh, they, you know, they would certainly take his commitment. Um, but if not, I think this staff is going to move towards Mr. Brown. And, uh, like we've talked about on the show, if not, they'll probably look in the portal. Oh, I think they're going to look for a high school kid and get in the portal. I think it's, yeah, I don't, they, they I don't, do I don't think yeah. it's an, or I think it's an, and, and, and frankly, with the looming NCAA legislation that's going to pass, give the we, we like to rip the NCAA when they do something well. I do want to give them credit. This is smart. They, 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 they're protecting a lot of programs where you're going to be able to bring in an, an additional, what, seven guys this year um, if, if that many have left your program or whatever. I don't think there's much doubt. You're going to see Ole Miss try to land a, a transfer portal quarterback, even if they get the high school quarterback that they want. Um I think that's yeah. Because I think that's that's it, elementary at this point. Yeah, I mean, because it's it, look, it, it's hard to not only be a true freshman and come in and play right away and, and be really good, but add on top of that that you're in the SEC and the SEC West, and you're going against some of the best defenses in the country, some of the best players in the country. Look, for all we know, they could flip Justin Martin, or they could get Devin Brown, and they come in immediately and just don't even skip a beat. And they like what they see in camp, and they're like, hey, cool. We, we don't need a transfer portal guy. But I, I think you're right. I think they're going to look for both because I still think Luke Altmyer's a year away. He's got to get bigger. I mean, he's he's got to learn the system. I mean, it's you're, you're putting a lot on someone's shoulders a year out of high school to come in and run this system effectively. So, yeah, I mean, I, I think they would be happy with Martin or Brown, and then they'll probably look elsewhere in the portal. I mean, you've got – interesting portal options everywhere. I mean, I don't know what Hypo and them are doing up in Knoxville, but I mean, you've got Harrison Bailey that's on that depth chart. That's not playing. He's a former top 100 player. You've got Jack Miller at Ohio state. You've got, I mean, I mentioned the Dylan Gabriel connection with Jeff Levy. I mean, that could fall right in Ole Miss's lap. Um, I mean, there's a ton of, I mean, there's, I mean, I I mentioned Jackson Dart. What's he going to do? Is he going to stay? At Southern Cal, you know, they could, you know, slide in his DMs for all I know. So, that look, they could – they that I think roster they're going to right. they're, they're go high school and portal. That roster in Los Angeles is going to get tampered with. It, it, it is, oh, it is yeah. going to be epic. It is going to be like the Ole Miss roster. I've told this story before, and I, I feel comfortable saying it now because the time's up. I'll never forget it. Ole Miss, it was 2017. It was that preseason. They'd gotten hammered. A freeze had been fired. They were going to get hammered. Everybody knew it. Freeze had been fired. Luke was hired as the interim coach at the time. And I pull up. Uh, I'm going to a practice, and I'm actually leaving post practice after interviews and stuff. And one of the wide receivers, he ended up leaving. I think he went to UCF. I can't think of his name. Oh, Trey Nixon. Yeah, yeah. Trey Nixon's out in the parking lot, and uh, I could hear his phone was so loud. <laughs> His mom was on the phone with him. There was a woman. I assume it was his mother. He, t- he was talking to her as if it was his mother. And she was telling him about the different schools that had called. 
about hey they they want you to talk to him and I mean it, you know and, and people can go that can't happen well it does happen it happens a- across the board oh, yeah. Ole Miss's roster as of this very moment is being tampered with and uh, Ole Miss through channels I assure you is tampering with other rosters it's happening across the board everywhere it, it's everybody knew it would happen and now that you have this this transfer portal and the ability to add veteran players it's going to really happen now and even if you're not tampering. The kids are calling you, and if you take the call, you're technically tampering. So you're tampering. Yeah. Um, but uh, but yeah. So interesting right. weekend for Ole Miss. So let's get to the other quarterback that's out there. Uh, Arch Manning is another year away. He's a 2023 kid. Um, is yeah, that right? He's from, from, he's from New Orleans. New Orleans. Is that where he is? Yeah. Oh, he's not. He's the kid that took the visit to Oxford High School, right? <laughs> Um, <laughs> that's right. Yeah. It was so funny. Carson, Carson, my son who goes to Oxford high school, he goes, yeah, everyone's talking about Arch Manning was at practice. And I was like, wait, wait, hold up. He's at practice. He goes, yeah, you know, just sitting up in the stands. And then he left and he's like, everybody, he was the whole Oxford high school text chain was all about Arch Manning. Um, which is pretty funny, which kids, man, nobody talking about Hyde. Come on now. He was there too. Nah, they weren't talking about him. They were talking about Arch. Um, <laughs> <laughs> All right, so he gave an interview. I guess it was the twenty four seven. Is that right? I'll give him credit. I don't mind. Um, yeah, he talked to Steve Wolfong. Um, I've seen. I hope I say his name right. Tim Vergis at on three talked with Arch. Um, yeah, so it, it might have just been he was just someplace and did, and did an interview day. Yeah. So anyway, yeah. So he's taking some visits. He's going to Georgia this weekend. He's going to Alabama one of the weekends that Alabama has a game. I think when Ole Miss plays there, as a matter of fact. Um, I think I think that's correct, yes. He's going to be there for that game. He's going to be in Oxford for Ole Miss LSU in a few weeks. I thought I remember hearing that he's going to one of the Clemson games, and I think he's going to a Texas game. Yeah, Texas-Oklahoma State, October 16th. Ole Miss-Alabama, October 2nd. Ole Miss LSU, October 23rd. Um, he hasn't decided which game he's going to Clemson yet, but okay. he says he plans on going. So the five that everybody said would be the five are indeed the five. Mm-hmm. He gave he gave some nice quotes on every program. He talked glowingly about Ole Miss, about Jeff Levy, about Lane Kiffin, about Oxford. Obviously, they spent a bunch of time in Oxford. The Hurricane probably did Ole Miss some favors, I would think. He spent – the better part of, I don't know, two, maybe a little more than two weeks in Oxford uh, as mm-hmm. New Orleans tried to restore power and rebuild a little bit from Hurricane Ida. Do you read anything at all, Zach, into the quotes? Well, we talked uh, probably a month ago on this show about the emphasis that Arch and Cooper were putting on how Arch is a big football junkie, football nerd, film junkie, whatever you want to call it. He's a big football guy, you know, hashtag football guy. Um, and we talked about how that boat, that, that's good for Ole Miss because Kiffin and Levy are just like that too. So um, that whole unofficial visit, um, I wasn't, uh, you know, unfortunately I wasn't there to, hide behind any structure or any shrubbery to get any pictures. But when he was there in town, um, they, 
put such a huge emphasis on doing film study and just walking arcs through. This is how we see you in our offense. So it was a mix of here's what Corral has done in our offense, but then also they showed him some other film of what Levy did at UCF and what um, Kiffin's done at Alabama, at Southern Cal, at FAU. Um, and, and that was huge. I mean, it resonated with both Cooper and Arch. They, uh, you know, sources said that they were really excited about the meeting. Um, the same Arch thing. mentioned, I think the quote was, um, you know, he, he was in there for hours, but it, it, you know, it felt longer in like a good way where it was, you know, he was absorbing so much information, so much coaching, but then also he liked how they were like, this is how we see you in it. So, um, I mean, honestly, I think Ole Miss is, I've, I've told some people, you know, off the show, I don't know if I've told you, I think it's going to be Texas or, or Ole Miss right now with Clemson right there. I think that that meeting was was huge for Ole Miss because I think a lot of the question marks were how is he going to be prepared for the next level? Um, and I think that they answered all those questions. And he doesn't do a lot of interviews. He, he doesn't do social media. They keep it pretty pretty tight-lipped. But, I mean, I think that that was huge for Ole Miss and being able to – meet face to face for the first time, because that was really the, I mean, they outside of like a, you know, Hey, what's up in passing, they've never sat down and discussed anything with Jeff Levy or Lane Kiffin. And I think that that was big. Um, I think he likes Austin. I think he likes Texas. Yeah. Um, and Steve Sarkeesian's, you know, obviously a, a really good quarterback coach. They, <laughs> they're licking their wounds after last week, man, I didn't see that coming at all. They just got whipped, but, um, but look, he's not going to look at well. Texas got beat by Arkansas last week, so they're not. No, it's it. They're going to be in it. I. But no, I think the I, one thing look, that he comes, said nice things. The one thing that does come from that Arkansas game in the event that, and I'm with you. I mean, there's it. it that that one game doesn't change anything. No. But it but it does serve as a reminder that hey, when you get into the SEC, you better be you better be better up front. Than, than they are on both lines of scrimmage. Because the one thing that's undeniable yeah. about that game, whether you want to go Texas, overlooked them, or whatever, Arkansas pummeled Texas at the line of scrimmage. Just pummeled them through, oh, yeah. throughout the game. And that, that's that got to remind him that, hey, bud, Texas Texas might be every bit the, the – because there will be people that if he were to tell them, hey, I'm, I'm going to go to Ole Miss – there were people that go, you're never going to play with the, the collection of talent there that you'd play with at Clemson, that you'd play with at Alabama, mm-hmm. that you'd play with at Georgia. No doubt. So the people would say. But now, yeah. you got to kind of say the same thing about Texas is, hey, you're going to have to be a big-time recruiter at Texas too because they're nowhere close. I mean, I've said this a couple of times this week. Jefferson made a really bad read in the third quarter on a throw that got picked. He didn't see the safety on a slant route. He stared him down. He needed to look the safety off for a second, then come back, and it would have been a score. It was a good play call by Kendall Bryles. But uh, Jefferson executed it poorly. If that doesn't mm-hmm. happen, Zach, that's a 40-point game. Oh, I mean, I was – I had – I can't remember what game I had on the Big but it was on one of my other TVs. And I remember watching it, and I was like, you know, Texas is going to go to the run game because Hudson Card struggled. I mean, he couldn't do anything through right. the air, and I was like – 
All right, they're just going to start feeding Bijan Robinson, and I think Bijan Robinson plays on Sundays. Oh, he's too. a really good running back. But I mean, they Arkansas just flat out whipped their ass up front. Yeah, they took they took Robinson nothing. out of the game and made the quarterback win it, and they didn't have the the skill set or the line the line play or anything else or the quarterback play to get it done. But we'll see. It's going to be interesting. I I continue to hear Ole Miss and Texas over Clemson, but I hear Clemson's very much in it. I hear Alabama's in it, but pretty far out, and I just don't see Georgia. Other than I think there are some, they they like Athens, and there's some ties to that place and stuff, and they'll get the visit this weekend. And who knows, maybe they can sway him. But I'd be that's of of the ones Georgia would surprise me the most. Alabama would surprise me a, a good bit. The, none of the other three would surprise me. And I continue to hear that he's very impressed with what Ole Miss has done with Matt Corral who was done. Yeah. Matt Corral, less than two years ago, was done at Ole Miss. He was leaving. He was benched. He was checked out. Uh, he, he was questioning himself. Uh, all of those things. And, and less than two years later, he's a Heisman candidate. So, you know, you got to give a, a ton of credit to Matt, first of all, for having mm-hmm. the, the perseverance to, to stick through all that. And then you got to give a ton of credit to Labby and Kiffin and, and, and the program for where they've brought him. And I, there's no question that um, Matt – not Matt, uh, Arch Manning has noticed and his family has noticed. So, all right. Yeah. I mean, I was, everybody loves a redemption story. Um, and, you know, talking about the Heisman and, you know, it, it's, it's, we're going into week three. It's a long way to go, but you know, Corral's up there and, you know, talking about his chances and I was, uh, I'm probably going to try to write something about this, but looking at guys that weren't on top five teams, but still won the Heisman and, I mean, I think that his whole story of playing in so many different systems, getting benched, and then now what he's doing, I think that that's, I mean, that is must-see TV. People will eat that up if he makes it to New York. And But, but yeah, I mean, I was going to say that's that's something that I think the Mannings are like, okay, like this kid was was all but, you know, out the door, leaving, you know, going to Oregon. And he stayed and, you know, saw it through, and then now look at him. So, I mean, that's uh, that shows – a ton of what both Kiffin and Levy did coaching and then just being, you know, quote unquote leaders of men as cliche as it is, that's what they are. But, um, but yeah, so it, uh, yeah, I think Ole Miss is very, very, very much in it for Arch Manning. We're going to get to some questions from Rebel Grove subscribers in a minute. First, I want to tell you that we're brought to you by Daniel Barfield, Barfield Wealth Management, founded in 2000. Daniel Barfield's been serving individuals and businesses in the Oxford and North Mississippi area for more than 20 years, carries CFP and CPA designations. He's affiliated with the Advisors Resource Council, a registered investment advisory firm with offices in Oxford, New Orleans, Dallas, and the surrounding areas. Daniel Barfield and his staff offer comprehensive financial planning, including investment management, estate and tax planning, insurance planning, and business retirement plans. To uh, get in touch with him, go to six call 662 236 6454 or visit his site barfieldwealthmanagement.com also brought to you by billy's small batch bacon my friend william stitt has mastered the art of bacon he uses bacon selected from the finest hogs hand turned every two hours in small batches rubbed with nitrate free pink curing salt and brown sugar molasses behind the stage at old 27 grill his restaurant and grocery there in fairhope alabama he's perfected the bacon curing process Don't take my word for it. Order some for yourself. You'll see. You'll absolutely love it. You may never eat supermarket bacon again. Billy'sBacon.com. B-I-L-L-E-S. Bacon. 
AlphaSpecialties.com and try it today. Also brought to you by Alpha Specialties, located at 1670 Highway 80 in Pearl, Mississippi. Alpha is your trailer-specific professional. If you want to haul it, they can call it at Alpha. Alpha is the premium trailer dealership in Mississippi. They've got Load Trail. They've also got the uh, Hallmark Cargo Trailers, and they can work with third parties to have game day trailers and concession trailers built just for you. For podcast listeners, Alpha has spare tires and wheels starting at just $100, a full selection of trailer parts and accessories, hitches, winches, straps, and more. They also can repair all types of trailers, concession, horse, utility, enclosed, gooseneck, and RV. 601-932-9798 or check them out at alphaofms.com. And we're brought to you by Jennings Exec Search. Uh, Jennings Executive Search specializes in the recruitment of accounting, finance, strategy, corporate development, and data science professionals from the staff to C-level in all industries. Whether you're a small business owner who needs a finance leader, you work in private equity, or you run a team at a Fortune 500 company, John and his recruitment team of former public accountants will simplify the process by presenting you with a short list of only the most qualified candidates. He works on a contingent basis, meaning no hire, no fee, and will in no way interfere with your own recruitment efforts. To learn more, search for John Jennings on LinkedIn. That's J-O-N Jennings on LinkedIn. Or email john at jenningsexec.com. Or call 404-536-3000. And we're brought to you by Joey Erickson at Herring Gear Chevrolet. Let Joey help you find the vehicle you're looking for at a price you can afford. Choose from a full selection of new Chevy vehicles or get a great deal on numerous brands of reliable pre-owned vehicles. Give Joey a call or a text on his cell at 662-571-2367 and tell him what you're looking for. Stop by 1685 High Street in Jackson to test drive that new or used vehicle you've been wanting. All right, uh, let's get to some questions. Let me go to that page here. My computer, my computer's been tested this this these uh, couple of days. I've got I got so many interviews for this MPW Digital pregame show. They're in different spots, and I've got it organized, but I got to be careful hitting buttons. All right, let's see. I asked for questions, and a bunch of you guys delivered. There we. While you're uh, while you're doing that, yeah. I'll remind everyone. I, uh, I I will talk to Justin Martin after his official visit, and uh, I. Uh, I'd imagine that he and his father might go back to Lamar Yard. They were there for the unofficial visit, and they loved it. Um, Oxford's indoor-outdoor restaurant, bar, and entertainment space on South Lamar, 10,000 square feet of indoor space, three-quarters of an acre of outdoor space. Full-stage indoor-outdoor projectors, three bars, children's playground, and parking on site. Go and enjoy their open-fire barbecue and all the fixings. And you can now contact them and ask about catering and private event rental options, perfect for your next big celebration and or your Grove party in the fall. Check that out and more at lamaryard.com. Podcast also brought to you by Sola on South Lamar. Chef Erica and her committed team of food and beverage enthusiasts are bringing top-notch cuisine and libations to you six days a week. Happy hour three to six, fresh squeezed margaritas, ramen, two-for-one Moscow mules, all of that. They are bringing the best and brightest to you in-house or via curbside pickup. Check them out at solaoxford.com or call them at 662-238-3500 and place your order today. Podcast also brought to you by Kelly English Restaurant Group. The renowned chef and his team now offer nationwide shipping and virtual cooking classes with Cooking with Kelly. Learn more about that at irisetc.com and you can book that virtual cooking class at table22.com slash iris. And when you do, 
Use promo code SOFTVERBAL21. That's all caps, SOFTVERBAL21. You get half off your first month of cooking with Kelly. Um, Kelly was pretty excited when Lane Kiffin uh, said that a hot dog was a sandwich because he uh, confirmed that with Deuce McAllister a couple years ago. So he was uh, he was pretty pumped about that the other day on Twitter. Um, podcast also brought to you by Cherokee Valley Golf Course in Olive Branch, Mississippi. Go over and see Cody Allen and the rest of the crew to take on their challenge of their wide Zoiza Fairways Large Championship Bermuda Greens. They've got two putting greens, driving range, and a chipping green to tighten up everything in your game. Book a tee time online at allbranch.com, or excuse me, allbranchgolf.com, or call them at 662-893-4444. All right, so question number one, Coke 781 wants an update on Jaron Willis, Kamari Rogers, and Trevion Williams. Uh, so we talked a good bit about Kamari Rogers um, already. I still think Ole Miss will get an official visit sometime later in the season. Um, Jaron Willis is officially visiting on October 8th. Uh, we've talked about him in previous shows. I don't think he ends up at Georgia Tech. I think he's going to end up somewhere else. I think Ole Miss is very much in it uh, for Mr. Willis. And then Travion Williams could still officially visit Ole Miss. He's committed to Florida State. We all know what happened with Florida State last week. Um, I don't know. It, it Things are moving quickly there for uh, for uh, Coach Norvell and, and the Seminoles. Mm-hmm. We'll see. It was, it was kind of a surprise when he committed. Um, again, I don't think kids will freak out after one bad loss and decommit or start looking and scrambling to go somewhere else, but I don't think he ends up there either. I think Ole Miss is in a good spot with him, too. It's just it, it's a matter of follow the visits. If he shows up, I think that that obviously bodes well for the Rebels. Yeah, I think uh, I think our pal Norvell is already in, feeling some heat. I, I just don't know how long you get in the current environment. I, I, I don't know how many times you get to tell people, hey, we're rebuilding, we're restarting. Just, oof, the way the money works now, goodness. All right, um, Walnut Reb wants to know any defensive tackles behind besides Jaheim Otis still on the board. Uh, I mean, I just heard back from Geo Davis, who's from South Pittsburgh, Tennessee. Trying to talk to him later today to see how consistent that communication has been with the staff. Hadn't heard from him in a while, but um, he's a big-time defensive tackle. He's a three-star, but he's a big body, 6'5", 280. Um, those certainly don't grow on trees, so they uh, if they're if they're staying in consistent contact with them, you know we'll see. The board is going to continue to shift as this season goes along, and if uh, these next couple weeks go the way I think that it goes for Ole Miss, I think uh, the board is going to expand a little, and they're going to add some names. But yeah, I mean Jaheim Otis is is probably number one on the board um, outside of quarterback for Ole Miss. Um, but I mean, they've they've got some some good ones committed. I mean, Xavier Harris, Jacarius Clayton's having a really good year for for Tupelo. So they've got some some nice building blocks right now. Some cornerstone guys up front, and then you get another year of Isaiah Iton and Jamon Gordon. So they've got some pieces, and then obviously Taiwan Malone, who um, you know had a had a big play in the Austin P game. So I think he's starting to. I think his knee is responding a little better than they thought post surgery. So we'll see how much more playing time he gets. But, yeah, I mean, they're going to take a look at the current roster and then be pretty picky with who they go after. Orange Beach Reb wants to know, how often 
is NIL brought up as it pertains to decisions with uh, recruits? Depending on your answer, are you surprised at how much or a lack of it being brought up or it being a factor? I don't talk to the kids. You do, but I don't get the impression that a bunch of them bring up NIL to you, do they? No, not not really. And when the, the all the NIL stuff popped up um, and everything was kind of confirmed as, hey, it's full go. Like, you can go get your go get your money. Um, I brought it up to a couple and most of them were either had no idea about the details of it or they were just like, you know, I don't know. So I think it's going to be, you know, outside of your big names, you know, obviously Quinn Ewers and Bryce Young have, have cashed in. Um, I've seen a lot of big 10 guys have cashed in. I think the big 10 actually leads uh, in all the power five conferences in, in terms of uh, money for NIL. But I think a lot of it is, they're still young teenagers. They don't really know much about it. So I think they'll probably for the most part, wait until they sign somewhere before they start looking into that sort of stuff. You know, the five-star guys are going to have people knocking on their door already, but yeah, most of them don't really have anything to say about it. Peter Vinkman says, do you think there's a real chance that Ole Miss gets DJ Smith from Greenville Christian? You know he's an interesting prospect. Let me, let me let me rephrase that. He I did that's not I, I misphrased his question. Do you think there's a okay. chance that he receives a committable offer? Yeah, so they're recruiting him as an athlete. Um, had a really good year for Greenville Christian. Um, I mean, hell, I, I think they shocked a lot of people. They went over to Collins Hill in Georgia and uh, gave them a pretty good game. Um, I, I didn't look at the box score, but they held Travis Hunter in check for most of that game. Who's the uh, five-star uh, committed to Florida State. Um, I think he's actually the number one player in the country now that they did the re-ranking. If I do a quick Google search here. Yeah, he's number one overall in 2022. Um, yeah, I mean, it, it, the, he. when I talked to him after that big week one win over MRA when they just blew the doors off of the Patriots, he, you know, he said he, he talks to the staff, he talks to Derek Nix, and it's a lot of, you know, hey, we're going to, we're just going to see how your season goes. So I think they're going to, continue to evaluate him and see, do we like him as an athlete? Do we like him as a quarterback? That's a, that's a big time wait and see um, in terms of him getting a committable offer or not, but they're, they're, they're keeping tabs on it. Uh, we talked about arch. We'll touch this quickly. Vibe and Reb says, how, how important do you think the next six month period going from the Alabama game to Arch's decision is for the trajectory of the Ole Miss program? Um, I'll take I mean, it. Think, I'll take this one real quick. It, look, if they get okay. him, if they get him, it's a really big deal. I mean, they need yeah. to get someone like Arch Manning. Let's be real about it. If they don't get Arch Manning, it's a loss. It is a hit for the program. There's no doubt about that. That being said, if they don't get Arch Manning, assuming that Kiffin stays and that the program continues to move forward, it's it's a setback, but it's not a cratering bomb falling on your program but the people who go oh it's no big deal if you don't get arch yeah it is of course it is he's the best quarterback in the country you have a legitimate shot at him you have a ton of family ties to him and if you don't get him it, it it's absolutely a deal and the people who anybody who writes oh well nothing to see here is spinning and you should disregard them forever because they are not objective on the same hand, anybody who goes, that's the end, it's over, it's done, you can never recover from this, that's emotional, and you probably should disregard them as well. 
Yeah, I mean, I think it, the part of the question about from the Bama game to his decision, I think Arch is probably going to decide next March, April at the latest. Um, I think he's going to want to commit, get it out of the way, and then start trying to build a class around himself for his program that he's going to. Um, now, that's my opinion. I, I mean, he could do it in January. He could do it in February. I don't know. I, I think he's going to do it early because I think he wants to get it over with so he can focus on being a senior and try to get guys to join him. But in terms of the period, you know, talking about Ole Miss's season, I, mean, I think it's huge. Um you look at, I mean, the Alabama game. What you're, it's you're playing with house money. You go in there, you're the underdog. Everybody knows what they did last year against Alabama. If they had a better defense, who knows if they get a stop or two? Who knows if they don't have one bad snap in the red zone that kills a drive? Um, but hey, even if you lose to Alabama, Texas A&M all of a sudden looks pretty shaky. Um, I still, I, I want to see Auburn this weekend. I want to see them against a really good team on the road. We all know about Tank Bigsby, how good he is, but yep. it's a new coach, new scheme. Has Bo Nix gotten any better? Um, so there's a ton of winnable games left on the schedule for Ole Miss. So it, the, you know, the hey. thing about Ole Miss is that you can tell it's an upward. It's a it's a program that's trajecting upward, and that's what kids want to yeah. see. They're not a kid is not going to go. Okay, here's the deal. If Ole Miss beats Auburn today, I'm going, and if they don't beat Auburn today, I'm not. That 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 is not that is not how kids make decisions. And frankly. I'm not sure I'd want a kid who made a decision that flippantly because that cat's hitting the transfer <laughs> portal the first time that he has a bad practice. Um, right. I mean, you know, that you don't – it just doesn't work like that. The program's in, on the rise. Kids see it. They know it. It's um, – I mean, you can look around the league and you can – we can we could do this sometime. We don't have time today. But you can look around the league and go 1 through 14. Hey, this program is – has momentum this one doesn't this one's steady this one this one's rising like a phoenix this one's sinking like a stone i mean you could do that throughout and um but one game no one game's not any more than a kid's going to go to the Ole miss alabama game going hey today i'm, I'm committing to alabama this afternoon and then Ole miss beats him and like, nope never mind i'm going to Ole miss I, it doesn't it, that's not that's not how it works but yeah Ole Miss has momentum, and, and the kids know it. Speaking of, uh, South Dakota Rev 45 says next commitment to Ole Miss is, you've gotten this right the last two times. Who, who would you guess is the next commitment? Hmm. I'd probably say Jalen White, the athlete out of Arkansas. Yep. Um, I'd probably guess him or – Drill Stinson is still out there. He unofficially visited last weekend, um, spoke highly of the experience, going to a game. He loves the staff. Um, he's the uh, kid out of Opelika, the former Auburn commit. I, the staff really likes him. I, I would probably guess White or him would be next. Um, Jalen White's having a hell of a year. He plays quarterback for Parkview in Arkansas. Um He's being recruited as a safety, as a defensive back. He's a big-bodied guy, but he not many people in Arkansas have tackled him this year. Quaz Reb 9 says, Can Ole Miss with Kiffin become a legit national brand that resonates with the West Coast and Northeast? Can Ole Miss move the TV dial outside of the South? He says, I do think this is a small part of the reason Kiffin favored Ole Miss over others, um, is that he thinks that. Then he says, uh, we're all biased here. 
well, not all of us, but some, most of you, uh, are biased with the Ole Miss script, color scheme, et cetera, are attractive. Uh, there's still a negative connotation to the state from a national perspective. I heard old Ole Miss has to clear, blah, blah, blah. Um, yeah, I think so. I, I know you think so. I think Ole Miss can become a, a legit national brand. I think it takes more than two years with, with a coach to, to get it done. Sure. But I mean, they're already resonating outside. Of, they're already moving the moving the needle outside of the South. I mean, the uh, the TV ratings for the Louisville game were huge, even though Louisville wasn't very good. Um, I mean, Kiffin's must see TV. Um, I mean, he's everything he says on Twitter practically goes viral. He he knows how to play that. He's very crafty with social media, and um, and yeah, I mean, the offense is attractive. We already talked about Matt Corral. He's already getting some Heisman buzz. The defense has gotten better. Um, it's been two weeks, but they've looked night and day better than last year. Um, so yeah, I mean, I think the Ole Miss Bama game on October 2nd is probably going to be one of the, uh, more highly anticipated games. There's a chance, uh, I haven't looked at what other games are competing with that week, but, uh, if Ole Miss takes care of business this weekend and then maybe a couple other teams maybe falter during the bye week, it could be a top 15, top 12 matchup. Um, could have game day in town because um, I mean, which game are you ta- which, which game are you talking about? October second, Ole Miss, Alabama. Oh, who yeah. else are they competing with? Uh, the other games in the SEC that week are uh, Arkansas, Georgia, Auburn no. at LSU, Florida, yeah. Florida at Kentucky is one that I, I'm, I'm I'm keeping an eye on because I think there's a a chance Kentucky is. I mean, a real chance. Kentucky's 4-0. They don't go to Lexington very often. It would give them an excuse to go there. Um, yeah. Mississippi State's at Texas A&M. I mean. No. Well, unless. But, no, they won't go there because they're going there the next week for uh, Texas A&M, Alabama. Um, yeah. Missouri, no. Um, it makes sense for them to do game day for Ole Miss Bama because you've UConn, got UConn easy- Vanderbilt. UConn Vanderbilt, keep an eye on that one. That's a big <laughs> one, boy. I mean, you've got the easy, just low-hanging fruit of can a Saban assistant win finally? And, you know, the whole story of, you know, well, Kiffin was licking his wounds after he was fired on a tarmac, and then he went to Bama and he rehabbed, and now look at him. And then you've got Matt Corral and Bryce Young, you know, top two in the Heisman right now. I mean, there's so many stories that they could easily do. It's, I mean – if they're both undefeated, I think they will be. I think Alabama just blows Florida out the building this weekend. But, um, but yeah, I mean, there's a chance. So he's already nationally relevant. Ole Miss is nationally relevant with him. I mean, Ole Miss was in the first ever playoff rankings with Hugh Freeze. So, yeah, you can definitely be nationally relevant at Ole Miss. Oh, there's no, no question about it. Uh, God, that Vandy-UConn game. I can't stop thinking about it. Um Let's see. Uh, it's kind of the same thing. He says, do you think Kiffin's beginning to understand that if done correctly, he can recruit top talent and win big at Ole Miss? Yeah, I think so. Um, I think so. I think he knows it. I, but it's yeah. the, here's, the, here's the deal with Kiffin is that nobody really knows. He, only a handful of people really talk to him. Um, he's, not, he's not out and about like pressing the flesh the way that other people do. So I, I think so. I mean, I've, I've heard – I've heard from people that that he he's kind of consistently warm to it. Um, mm-hmm. 
Walker Bailey says, uh, and, and Walker's done a great job for us on game day, by the way. Uh, he says, is there a scenario where Ole Miss only signs 16 or 17 high school prospects, leaves the rest for the transfer portal? I think there was until this most recent legislation came about, and now I, I, I don't think that's the case. And I think where we're moving forward with this, and I, I don't know that I'm crazy about it, but I, I don't. I think where we're moving forward is there's going to be two different numbers. There's going to be a high school number and a transfer number. And because otherwise, and it's not about programs like Ole Miss or Alabama or Auburn or Florida or whatever. It, it, it's not those programs. It's the Louisiana Monroe's, the UTEP's, the um, uh, um, Troy's of the world, Florida International. Mm-hmm. If, if you New Mexico, yeah, Ohio. New Mexico State, Ohio, some of the max. If, if you don't put something in play to incentivize them signing high school kids, they're going to do nothing but transfer portals. Um, and, and yeah, it's just, just get the rejects who want to have a fresh start. Yeah. And so it's just, they got to do something. So that's Walker's. That's a good question. And it's something that I'm, I'm still kind of working on and following. I asked Kiffin about it not so long ago and, and he was, he kind of played dumb with it a little bit because I think he just really didn't have a, a grasp on it any more than other coaches. Cause I ran the question by a handful of other coaches that I know, head coaches, assistant coaches at other places, and their answers were pretty similar to Lane's. So I, I think that's mm-hmm. – no one really exactly knows. But they're trying to get that ironed out quickly because the clock's ticking. I mean, December the 20th will be, be here before you know it. Uh, any connections with Helton's staff at South Carolina and Kiffin? Any uh, kids that are currently committed there that you're keeping an eye on based on what happened at Southern Cal? Well, I mentioned him yesterday in the Chicks, uh, Jaden Gould. He's from Bergen Catholic up in New Jersey. Ole Miss was recruiting him before he committed to to USC. He's, you know, obviously friends with Taiwan Malone. And uh, he was there. Uh, I think that Chris Partridge is going to continue to recruit him anyway. Um, but, yeah, I mean, that's a long way to go for college. Maybe he sees Taiwan Malone. And, you know, you got Talik Robbins. You got Tashim Johnson. You got a lot of Northeast connections down at Ole Miss now. Maybe he wants to rethink things, open his recruitment back up. If he takes a visit, I mean, that's basically where we're at now. Just if, if they take a visit, yeah, I mean, but that's – I looked at that commit list yesterday to see if there were any other connections. Um, as far as on the staff, I mean, the Graham Harrell stuff was was kind of floating around when Levy was flirting with UCF. Um, Certainly John so, David uh, Baker. Uh, look, the Harrell thing is something to watch. If Levy gets a head coaching job and leaves – yeah, that's that's definitely something to keep an eye on. Um, and it's and for the people that are, well, I don't want to run the air raid. Well, Graham Harrell doesn't really run the Mike Leach air raid. It's a variation of it. It's very multiple. It's got a lot of pro concepts in it. And I don't think I was talking to somebody about this yesterday. I don't think it would be a strict air raid offense because I think Harrell has already put his spin on it at USC and Kiffin has been as multiple as anyone throughout his career. I mean, he ran a pro offense at USC and then he's run, you know, kind of a, you know, spread run attack that he's doing at Ole Miss. Now he did that at FAU. Um, He did that at Alabama. So I don't think it's, Oh, well, if, if we hire Graham Harrell, we're running, five wide and the linemen are going to be wide splits. No, it's, it's going to be a lot of pro concepts and themes in there. Mo Reb 32 says Luther burden. What's up? Why'd Ole Miss go cold on him? Did, did he actually 
go through a workout for the coaches? So I talked to Luther this week. Um, I, he had nothing but nice things to say about Ole Miss, but he just said that the communication has kind of died down a little bit. I don't think that that's Ole Miss not wanting him or not thinking that he's worthy of a commitment because he certainly is. I think it's just Missouri is really turned the heat up. I think he's going to Missouri, and I said it on the board. When Missouri wants a kid from East St. Louis, it's really hard to get them because th- that's a – that's a battleground area from for Mizzou, and if they can if they can get somebody from there, more times than not they do. Yeah, at some point you've got to keep in mind that th- there are a finite number of hours, and one of the, the the things that Nick Saban's done so well at Alabama, and I'm guessing that Lane Kiffin learned this there if he didn't already know it, is when you're out, you're out. Move on. Yeah. Don't oh, waste. Yeah. Don't waste. Burned. Don't waste time. Um. Let's see. Rebs rising. LFG says two questions. Big picture. There's always some optimism that if the season were to play out successfully, there was a good chance the ceiling on this recruiting class could be elevated. The early returns are promising, but just what might a reasonable ceiling look like? I mean, I guess a reasonable ceiling is what top ten to fifteen. Yeah. I think they can still get there. And then what's the likelihood of Peyton and Eli broadcasting during the Ole Miss and Tennessee game now that Kiffin is actively pushing for it? Hey, <laughs> it, did you did you notice, I don't know if somebody might have said it on the board, but the game's October 16th, so 10-16. Oh, wow, so there sure you, is. So there you go. I mean, I mean and I, it wouldn't cost them. They were great them. on Monday night. They were fantastic. It wouldn't cost them much to do the production of it. I don't know whether they have an available – slot you know because I, mean, I don't know what time that game's going to be and it, let's let's just say for kicks and giggles okay that it's on espn well are you already obligated with the game on espn too are you already obligated with the game on espn you is it worth it if all you can do is stream it um you know it's not as simple as just doing it and by the way lane kiffin's not actively pushing for it lane kiffin's having fun on twitter and building and just yeah. building brand it gets it gets more eyeballs and gets people to talk about it but I doubt if Lane Kiffin's yeah. given that any real thought. Um, Oxreb says, I, say, how- "I know that I know that the Reddit CFB account. They, I think they're apparently going to tweet at ESPN over and over and over, yeah. asking for it." Yeah, and it could happen. I mean, who knows? But a lot depends on. I mean, by that point in the season, Tennessee is going to be. Oh God! Let's see. Tennessee is going to beat. Um, Tennessee Tech tomorrow. They'll go two and one. Florida's yeah. going to beat them. It's two and two. They got to go to Mizzou, and then they play South Carolina at home. Let's give them a split. So they're three and three when Ole Miss comes to town. I mean, I, you know how how appealing is it, are they going to be? And it depends on what Ole Miss does. All right, let's get to a couple more before we go, and I got to get moving here fairly soon. Oxreb says, "How important is it that the coaches get out and go to every high school and community in Mississippi and meet players and coaches in Mississippi?" Tommy Tuberville and his staff did that when they were first hired. It changed the direction of the program, even while being on probation. They met with Mississippi coaches that didn't even have prospects at the time. I mean, the landscape's completely different now with yes. social media. It's They can connect with coaches via text, via Twitter. They can do all of that. They don't have to physically travel around and meet. I mean – they're going to go watch players play in person that they really want. I mean, I would think that 
Derek Nix and Randall Joyner will go watch Jaheim Otis play a game this year. But they're not going to go to every single high school in Mississippi to, no. you know, politic and do I'll, that. I'll answer it. I don't think it's important at all. I don't. I think that would be, frankly, at this point in time, given the entire set of circumstances, I think that would be a giant, colossal waste of time. Um, yeah, there's just there's no need. Yeah. Um, heard anything about where Brian Maurer, Maurer could potentially end up? I don't even know who that is. He's a backup at Tennessee. I, I don't think they're going to pursue him. I mean, even the games that he has played in at Tennessee, he hasn't been very good. They could, I don't you can correct me if I'm wrong. I think Lane Kiffin and Levy can do better than that in terms of a transfer portal option. Um, now, again, we said about getting a high school player and a portal, you know, for security purposes, for your depth chart and for building on the success that I think they're going to have this season. If you're looking for other kind of security, Protection Unlimited, the Mid-South's leader in commercial and residential alarm security is here to help you and or your business. Wayne Lowry and his team have been serving the greater Memphis area and North Mississippi for 40 plus years. Um, cutting edge security for your home or business, video surveillance options, monitoring 24-7-365. Call them 901-754-6510 to get your home or business uh, protected today. Podcast also brought to you by the Bluff City Advisory Group, Memphis's leading team of finance professionals. Former Ole Miss Rebel and founding partner Ben Still and his elite level customer service team make it their goal to help you meet the ongoing demands of your financial needs. Learn more about them at bluffcityadvisory.com. Real estate, as we all know, is just booming and going crazy everywhere. Um, if you want to build your wealth with real estate or you're just looking to change your address, look no further than the Barry Home Team. Stacy and Rick Barry have sold over 175 homes and more than $42 million in volume closed. So whether that's cash offers, wholesale offers, escalation clauses, all that stuff that, like myself, when I was going through this process, I know nothing about it. They know everything about it. So they can help you, whether you're buying, selling, or investing, call the Barry Home Team at 901-481-6420. After you do that, go ahead and give a holler to Saddle Creek Title. They are the Mid-South's leader in client-focused, innovative closing solutions. Neil Han and his team are more than just a real estate closing firm. They are dedicated to going the distance to ensure the ease and growth of your real estate business. Check them out, saddlecreektitle.com, or give them a call at 901-753-1600. Last but certainly not least, the Soft Herbal is brought to you by Davis McCord State Farm. Good neighbor service, surprisingly great insurance rates. Look no further than Mr. McCord and State Farm. They are now your one-stop shop in Alabama, Arkansas, Tennessee, and Mississippi. So for the service you deserve at the price you want, call Davis at 901-755-6110. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. All right, uh, last thing here, Zach. Save the biggest question right. for last. What do you uh, – someone wants to know your thoughts on Coco Melon. Oh, God, no. That, that never comes on in this house. That is <laughs> – that is a big no-no. We, this is strictly a. We've talked about it on the message board. We, this is strictly a Bluey household. Um, we'll venture off into some Pixar stuff here and there. I will say the new. Uh, it's called Doug Days. Um, you know the dog Doug from Up. Um, so Pixar did like a 
series like Doug and the old man post up. Um, <laughs> and uh, so it's just about the dog doing stuff and the kid likes that one. But yeah, Coco Melon is a big no, no. We tried it early on and it, I mean, it's like literally like crack for kids. Like, yeah, just- it is so hyper stimulating that it actually acts as a drug or a stimulant. The brain gets a hit of dopamine from screen time, and it seems that the stronger the drug, a.k.a. the level of stimulation the show delivers, the stronger the hit. We, 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 we've, we've had some brief sleep regression this week, and I think it's mostly like developing, like testing boundaries. We've got some, you know, we've developed like a, uh, you know, we're, we've got an independent will now. We're almost two years old. So he's testing, like, do I really got to go to bed at seven o'clock? And I was reading about sleep regression. They're talking about, you know, try to limit screen time before bed because the bright lights stimulate the brain and the brain just gets firing and and it keeps them awake. So we limit screen time as much as possible before bed. We might do one episode of Bluey. But yeah, Cocoa Melon, that's stimulating frontal lobe and and the whole brain because it is just, (laughs) you're basically put into a trance. And I think that he would probably stay up till midnight if we tried to do that. So, yeah, no Cocoa Melon. <laughs> Never. That's funny. All right, Zach, um, as always, man, it's a lot of fun. Um, appreciate everybody yeah. being with us. Again, if you uh, have not gotten your fill of uh, MPW Digital today, it's good because I will be starting here in just a little bit, the MPW Digital pregame show, so we can get that in. It'll be a little bit more than three hours. And then uh, tonight – uh, Chase Parham and I will have hand raise guys here on uh, on the channel, and um, yeah. and we'll have that up in podcast form on Friday morning. So look, look, Neil, I'll say this last thing. Yep, you of all people should know this. Gambling is a marathon, not a sprint. That's true. So all the people that want to come at me, oh, <laughs> who are you picking this week so I can fade you? Like, just <laughs> hold on, hold on. <laughs> I'm pretty sure we all agreed this week outside. I picked Memphis to win just because I was just like, I'll, you know, who knows? Maybe, maybe I'll catch a game here, but I feel like we were, we all picked the same. I think we all had the same picks. This yeah. Week, right? We all pretty much picked the same stuff. It's just, this was a weird week. Did you pick Auburn? Yeah. To cover. Yes. Yeah. I picked Auburn to win straight up. I don't know why. I, the, I don't the, know. Who knows what Auburn, Auburn might be really good or really bad. Hell, I don't know. We'll see. I mean. When 100,000 people all wear the same color, Neil. Oh, I mean, the whiteout. Woo! <laughs> what could possibly go wrong? All right, man. We'll, um, we'll let you roll. Thanks to everybody for making us a part of your day, a part of your week. Don't forget, please go to collegecornerstore.com. I've got some giveaway stuff that we didn't get to today, but. It's not going to spoil. We'll get to it over the course of uh, the next couple shows. Uh, some really cool stuff from College Corner Store. So collegecornerstore.com. Thank them. Thank all of our sponsors. And uh, thank you guys for being in the stream and listening. I'll be back with you in a few minutes. Zach and I will be back next week. So for Zach, I'm Neil. Take care. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you. 
with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.